Hello and welcome. This is The Art of Giving Up, your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, and giving up on your dreams. As always, I'm your host, Steven, and I want to thank you, yes, you, for joining me on this, my journey of self-discovery, of growth, and of alcohol, sometimes. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea what's happening. But I do know that I'm still not alone. I'm joined again by someone who thinks they're funny, but they're not. The awesome, kinda, the amazing, not so really, Chandler Phillips. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, listeners. Uh, there was a lot of parentheses. Got my name right this time. Yeah. <laughs> also, no applause this time. Oh. Wow, so I can't even thank the live studio audience. <laughs> you cannot. This time. I feel like I'm a bad influence on you. Cause Just a little bit. Because <laughs> both times I've been here, we've been talking about what we're drinking and why we're drinking. Um, well, what, what are we drinking today? Well, alright, so today... We're doing, what is it, Whiskey Highballs. Oh, yeah, Whiskey Highballs. Whiskey Highballs. Or is it Highballers? I don't know. They're Highballs. Okay. Okay, Ballers, because I'm black. That's racist. So. Oh, (laughs) I was thinking of the High Roller. There's the... You weren't thinking of the hit HBO TV series, Ballers, featuring Dwayne DeRock Johnson? Sponsor us. Is he black? (laughs) (laughs) He's Samoan. He's a peel. He's a person of color. That's racist. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... We're doing a little thing here, so... Wait, wait, wait. I think I should clarify. I don't see color. (laughs) Alright, hold on. Hold on. No, okay, I'm done with that bit. I gotta make a point clear. Yes. This is the second time you've been on. Mm Mm-hmm. You still relegated to co-host status. However, however, guest host... Not co host. Not co host yet. I haven't been promoted. You've not been promoted. However, this is going to sound a little different. Because we're trying new things, we're doing different things. I'm trying to be serious. He thinks he's funny. This is what's up. Quite the odd couple situation here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and what I'm going to do is, and I have no way, I have no idea of how to present this, but I'm just going to do it out there like this. Is I want to have an idea for every episode, one concept, one question, one unifying one theme. one unifying theme, and the theme for this week is like it's like Sesame Street. What did you want to be when you grow up? Now listen, hold on, hold on. I gotta 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 bring it in and gotta get a little serious. Gotta rein those in. Gotta rein it in. It's a loaded question. It is a loaded question. Mainly because when I, like I told you last episode, I thought I was going to live in the projects. <laughs> you know, like, my goal, when I, when I, my goal when I was a kid is to have children so I could get Section 8 and live in the projects. Oh, that's living the dream. It is. <laughs> it is. Um, this, this thing that we're doing right now is a concept, is an idea, and it's for fun. Just for fun. But, I don't know about you... But me, hold on. Gonna clink the ice cube. Clink. There we go. Clink the ice cube. You're sloshing around a little sloshing bit. Sloshing around. Okay. A little bit. Um, <laughs> that's bad radio. Oh. 
every time it's it's letting the listener know exactly what we're doing. I really want this to become a thing that is done seriously, but for now, semi seriously, <laughs> we're working on it. And this is what fun is. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a downer, so I don't. By the way, you don't. So I don't know if you know this, but you might have caught this. You know. The more fun I have, the more I want to talk about serious shit. I can't help myself. Yeah, you really have fun making other people <laughs> depressed. I cannot help myself. The more that things go, I just really just like, well, so how's your relationship with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really just like who I am as a person. And I cannot help it. So I'm going to encapsulate that into podcast form. And I think the goal is I'm going to be the straight man. Kinda, and you're gonna be. I'm gonna be the the, <laughs> I don't, I don't, the wild card. Is you that, call yourself that? That's. I mean, I wake up every morning, kiss myself in the mirror, and say, "You're the wild card, buddy." Now let's go <laughs> snip some break lines. But oh well, so I got some feedback from the last episode. Uh huh. And they said that you weren't that funny. Uh I don't really claim to be funny. I think being funny is played out. But you think you are. Oh, I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> it's only you. I both love and hate myself at the same time. I hate how lo- how much I love myself. So, <laughs> one thing that I've definitely had a lot of success with, and I'm really happy to have, is a lot of... I've had a lot of listener feedback. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can always, of course, participate. The Art of Giving Up at gmail.com. Art of Giving Up on Instagram or The Art of Giving Up on Facebook or Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com. I love when you guys interact. I love when you answer the Instagram questions. Give me some and maybe I'll have Chandler here again to answer some of those questions with me. It won't be that good, but it'll be a thing. That's uh, going to really put me on the spot. I'm it is. going to have someone question my life choices, and then I'm going to like spiral down a it's, rabbit hole. It's not about you. It's always about me. What are you talking about? I'm it's the protagonist of reality. It's not about you. It's about us. Oh, okay. It's about us. All right. As a group. As growing. Like you and I, us? Or uh, like us no, 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 as in no, no. like you, I me, use, the listener? And... I use the royal us because the people who are listening... Is that like the proper usted? I don't know if you know this, but the people who are listening, it's a little sad. But, uh, yeah, they're my friends. Like, my literal friends. Like, the people who, who I know in real life, they listen to this. And then, like, the ten other people. Who they know? The tens. The tens of people. <laughs> the tens. But you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm very fortunate. I'm right. I'm the positive one. Ew. Yeah, you're the. It's all dis- if you if you ever met me in real life, me being the positive one, it's pretty fucking disgusting. I gotta force you out of your comfort zone a little bit. I gotta just drop the the bar a little bit lower so oh, that no, you no, no, look no, no, like no. you're. Last time I had a little listener feedback that sounds a little anti-Semitic, and I'm not going back there. Wait, your listener feedback sounded anti-Semitic. <laughs> No, or they said you they sounded. They said that I sounded anti-Semitic, and I wasn't well, you sure. Are, so. the, the worst, <laughs> the worst part about it, the worst part about it was that I wasn't sure if it was a compliment or an insult. <laughs> oh man, this guy speaks the truth. Anti-Semite all the way. <laughs> the 
juice. <laughs> or the juice. The juice. How much pepper you put on it. No inside jokes. You can't do inside jokes. It's bad radio. Well, only for those newbies who don't yeah. really know what's going on. So they have to listen to every single episode? No, 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 no. You can't expect that of the people. But you should also, like, reward continuity. No, we can't do that. We live in an age of instant gratification. Yeah. Sorry, you said you you were you were reeling up like you were gonna do like a list no, of threes. No, instant gratification. I was, but I had nothing else to say. And, uh, and nothing else. But here we go. See, not, I'm, I'm to the left. I'm to the right. Bobbing and it's weaving. It's not good. It's not good. You gotta speak into the microphone. Okay, I'm teaching you. I haven't moved. <laughs> the rules of radio. I'm in tripod position right now. Oof. I'm ready to, to rumble. All right. So, what we're talking about today, what did you want to be when you grow up? The best thing about this, I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a secret. One of the issues that I've had while doing this is that I do not really open up. It's kind of a weakness. While I'm doing it, I don't really tell the stories, the tales. You don't. You don't give that little that little key to the inside of your heart. Sometimes, but it's hard for me because I regret the things that I've done. A lot of times, I've, I've had a little bit of little, 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 little teeny little. I don't know. I don't I'm feel just, good about it. You don't want them on a highlight reel. I don't. I just don't. You know, I I like like there are things that I've done that I'm ashamed of. And I don't want to be canceled for. You know, you're the only one with the power to cancel you right now. You're right about that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm willing to open up a little. Just just a little bit. Real quick, I just want to sidebar this conversation. Oh, no. And acknowledge the fact that your whiskey highball right now, there's a little zest of orange. <laughs> it and has, the, has the label. And it has the sticker on. <laughs> 4014 Valencia. Usually I take it off before I, when I get the oranges, but I Wait, forgot. Is that. Do you not wash your oranges? I do. I did. That's. Uh, now I'm confused about so your entire normally, orange protocol. Especially because I get an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. But I washed it, but I, I think I was a little bit of a rush, so I didn't pay attention to Wait, it. Wait, you get an allergic reaction from not washing your oranges? Because th- there's something on the skin. When Are I, you eating the skin of your oranges? No, but when you cut it, <laughs> when you cut into an orange, okay. the knife touches the outside and then the uh, inside, and I can't eat mm. apples from the supermarket because I have a massive allergic reaction. There you go. Now the people who are listening really are interested in our mundane conversation. Well, guess what, Stephen? I just got you to open up a little bit. <laughs> I just, it took a little bit of prying, but I got inside your head. Oh, this is not good. You didn't. You didn't even know what was going on. But this is not. Hold on. <laughs> what you? So what we're drinking on here? It's a. We said it's a whiskey highball. It's okay. the whiskey in in use is a uh, Glyph uh, Spirit whiskey by Endless West with notes of blueberry and sherry, and. Uh, <sighs> And a very high potency ginger beer. Hold on, is it? you don't have to tell them the brand. Oh. It's that brand when you go to the store okay. in the hood, and it's the one that's like you get two for a dollar. Is that one? Is that ginger beer? 
It's so it's that one. It's fucking delicious. It's so good. It's so much sugar in it, which is why it works so good. This is in a highball. This might be my new favorite drink. It's got a r- real, real kind of smoothness to it. So I'm gonna tell you something. Tell me. I wrote a podcast. I wrote a oh, podcast. I wrote a oh, too much whiskey highballs. Too much. Too many. Too um, uh, too much whiskey highball. Much drunk. Too many <laughs> highballs in the air. I wrote All a. Right. I wrote a. I wrote a blog. Which you can get a habit at wellness.wordpress.com because I don't have money to pay for a domain name. Um, <laughs> where I wrote about how, like, when I was a kid, how I used to always go past coffee shops and I would see, like, white people with money sitting there on their laptops. This is the early 2000s and working, you know, producing things, making money while not being in an office, sitting in a coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. So. I used to always see this, and I always wanted to go inside and be part of that, but, but, you know, I had no money. So I always felt like I never fit in. I never felt like I can be one of those people. I never felt, I always felt like I couldn't enjoy those adult things. And bars was totally one of those things. I'm drinking this beer that I have with my whiskey highball down there. Oh, yeah. Because I'm doing, because I'm definitely dual wheeling. In addition to this whiskey highball. And I make cocktails in my home because I've always wanted to be, like, at, like, a bar, like an adult. And not, like, a, a dive bar, like a nice bar. You know? I always wanted to be the kind of person that had a career that paid me enough. Who, like, took advantage of happy hour. Yeah. No, no, no. Or, like, post-happy hour. Don't even need happy hour. Ooh, that's balling. You know? Where it's like... Happy hour? No, there's too many people there. I'll go Mm-mm. after. Appetizers? They're the garbage appetizers yeah. during happy hour. No, they are, but you know they are. Yeah, they're like nachos. Do you know mm-hmm. how easy it is to pump out nachos? It is. but my, So, I don't know. Fuck, I really want nachos now. <laughs> I don't know what it was that you wanted to do. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a computational fluid dynamics engineer i didn't know what it was fucking nerd i I didn't even know what it was but there was i don't even know what it is now (laughs) there was a uh there was a commercial on pbs which is uh channel 13 in new york city Mm -hmm. or it's like public broadcasting you know it was kids sitting on a hill and i looked it up on youtube you can't find it because it's like it's like a local commercial and and he's like what do i want to be i want to be it's like I want to. I want to be a doctor. And and the other and then the other person goes. The other little kid goes. I want to. I don't know. I, I don't know what I want to be. I want to be a, a surgeon. And then the middle kid, the little boy, goes. I want to be a computational fluid dynamics engineer. And I'm being like, yes, <laughs> I, yes. I don't know what it is, but I want Fuck that yeah, kid. to be me. You know, I want it to be me. But then, no. So you just wanted to be a contrarian. <laughs> no, I don't know. Then, uh, no. then, I wanted to be a chef. Mm, okay. Okay. And I used to like, see, I don't know if you know about this. I don't think I do know And I don't know if this. I can get arrested for saying this, because mm-hmm. this is totally theft. <gasps> but. You still arrest me. When, when, you, when you would go to like somebody's like, apartment, and somebody used to have cable, they like the coaxial cable, the white cable hanging from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. If you plugged it into the back of your TV, you would get the local channels clear, <gasps> but you would also get some of the cable channels. 
And one of the cable channels was the Food Network. Oof. And my mother and I used to watch it all the time. Good Eats. Food Network. Alton Brown. Some Triple D. You had all, that wasn't before. That was pre-Triple D? Um, excuse that me. That was a whole other for, era. I'm older than you. You're forgetting. That's true. I was watching Good Eats when I was still on the air. Wow. Wait, were you... Were you pre-Ace of Cakes? This is way before Ace of Cakes. Uh, this is 98. Wow. This that, is 1998. I didn't even know there was a Food Network okay. in 1998. Oh, this when it first came out. What are, what are they talking about? What kind of... My concept no, of food different. in 98 no, was, was like the was, same as was, the 50s. It was different. It was like Iron Chef, which was a show from Japan, and it was dubbed into English. Okay. <laughs> What? And it was, it was so different. It was so different, okay? And then you had, like, Alton Brown's Good Eats, and Alton Brown started off. He started off as, a, as like, doing commercials, but he loved food. Same with the culinary school. He started he, an educational TV show about food. He's the Bill Nye of food. He, but he's better than Bill Nye, because Bill Nye is full of shit. Oh wow! Shots fired. <laughs> okay, he was full of shit. Okay, you know. Even early Bill Nye. Wait, yeah. I want to know how how far back this beef with Bill Nye goes. <laughs> it goes back. We need to put a pin in the Alton only Brown. Only like five we, years. We, only we, like five years. You do not compare the god Alton Brown to Bill Nye. Okay, to the, to the mere mortal that listen, is. Okay. But then, as I got older, I wanted to, I wanted to work with computers. <laughs> Nerd. Okay. So I went to school for that. Okay. And now I sell beer to people in sandwiches. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't become anything close to what I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay. Because none of that is what I wanted to be. What did you actually want to be? On radio. Oh. Because I remember in like 2004, sitting in my room listening to Love Line, which... Again, you might be a little too young to remember. It was Adam Cool and Dr. Drew, and they were. This is disgusting. They were on the radio, and I and they used to do the third shift. Mm-hmm. The third shift is like the that show was would end at like one in the morning or two in the morning or something. And the guy who called in really liked having things shoved up his penis. Oh, urethral insertion. And I remember listening to this podcast. And they would talk about healthy sex, and little girls, like twelve year olds, would like sneak into their room and call in and be like, "I, you know, sometimes I get weird feelings down there, or I don't know how I feel about this, or, or you know, I'm having sex with this kid in school, and I'm worried about this." And is is really like it is great because it was so grounded. But then you would always have some person like James who called in and. 1999 because he would have sex with his dog and oh. it was the world's greatest thing okay and i know it sounds crazy you're saying you just said the world's greatest thing is this dude <laughs> not, talking about having sex with not his dog. the sex with the dog you thought i was gonna get you canceled in the no, future not the sex with th- the dog okay but just the concept of like someone calling in and what they did was they kept him on the line and they took other callers, <laughs> and they'd be, they would just wail on him and stuff like that. But the host never just, did that. The host would say in a very grounded, real way, like, you need to get help. <laughs> like, I don't really understand why you're doing that. And Dr. Drew, of course, 
being a doctor is like, well, this of course this is why this person's like this. And Adam Carolla, keeping it serious, is fucking with him. It's <laughs> 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 fucking with him. And then I, I started listening to like um uh uh Jim Dale on the fucking Harry Potter audiobooks. I stole them from the library two blocks from here on tape. I fucking stole the the, the little scanner then the beep 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 didn't work, so I took the fucking whole thing. It's like Thirteen tapes. And I used to listen to to the Harry Potter books, right? And I used to love it. And then when K Rock turned into uh, ninety two point three Free FM, I listened to to David Lee Roth, and I listened to to uh, Howard Stern and stuff in the morning. And they were so dynamic and so fun, and they don't they sit on their ass and talk to people. And that sounds like the career for me. <laughs> it sounds like the career for me. I just want to sit on my ass and talk to people. That's what I want to do. Hold on, I'm going to sit that glass down a little heavier. Yeah, you got to make it resonate. You make sure you pick it up on my mic. That's what mm-hmm. I really wanted to do. But you know what? Hold on, hold on. I don't. Uh, that's, that's a noble dream. But I'm doing this. Which is? <laughs> I don't know. I think I know what he wants to be when he grows up. <laughs> I think so too. What did, you, what did you want to? What did you want to be, if anything, other than white and privileged? Oh well, with, with the with the like the it's like it's like it's like a well straight out the womb. I was like, well, I can't wait to be white and privileged. Hold on, hold on. It's like a formula though, because like there's like a minus and it says Jewish. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still like a, it's like one of those parentheses plus minus where it's like, it could go, it's, it's uh, factorial, I guess. It's factorial. Um, it's like, it's like, it's like plus, plus Jewish and, plus white. Plus and or minus Jewish because it depends on what the, <laughs> the X is. I didn't say it. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Don't look at you. Looks do not translate in, in audio. <laughs> what I'm, are, I'm just. I'm, no, 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 never what mind. What did a young Jewish boy named Chandler want to be? Tell me your story. Uh, you know, I, again, this is. I'm getting to know you. Tell me your story. Well, so uh, when I was real young, like between probably f- ages four to six. I uh, I really wanted to be a basketball player. You're fucking with me. <laughs> but then it became apparent that I was too white and Jewish <laughs> to make it in the world of basketball. So thanks for opening up that uh, <laughs> that old wound. <laughs> Not for real. I, <laughs> there was a time where I really wanted to be a basketball player, and my mom was like, "Honey." Your dad's six foot. I'm five eight. I just don't think it's going to be in the cards for you. And uh, I love my mom. I don't want to make it seem like she was bashing my dreams, but she she did give me a little early wake up call on that one. Um, after that, for the longest time, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Like I wanted, I thought dinosaurs were the dopest shit. 
Are, I mean, they still are. Let's be honest. They're, they're dragons that actually lived. And, like, the, the fact that we're not in just constant awe of the fact that dinosaurs existed is kind of, kind of a, a bother to me. I mean, because you can't really believe... Oh, shit. What, you gonna say you can't believe in dinosaurs? And God at the same time. And I, I'm such a fucking... Damn it! I mean, I've seen fossils. I haven't seen an Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Hold up, I gotta tell you something. So, <laughs> the most amazing person that I know who listens to this, so, you know, you shouldn't really play to one person, but I'm gonna. But you're gonna. <laughs> but I'm gonna, was telling me... But if you're listening, <laughs> this is listening, for you. But if you're listening, this is for you. All right, I was gonna say your name, but that'd be that'd be extra rude. That's right? way too much. Right? That's <laughs> worse than subtweeting. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about how like the worst jokes ever are, are Christian jokes. They are the worst. It's like the jo- Christian jokes are older than Christianity itself. I don't know. Okay. Jokes about rape are pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not laughing about. That. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> jokes about rape aren't funny, but jokes about jokes about rape. <laughs> There's a certain degree of separation. <laughs> Jesus is not my savior. I was gonna say Jesus Christ. I just, I just can't. I just, I just wanted to throw it out there. I'm sorry. Continue. No, you were, you were gonna say you were roughing up to like you were about to straight up. No, I'm just saying that. at this person. No, I just no, no, I just. Because I was going to make a heavy Christian joke, but I realized they're not funny. You're supposed to punch up, and Christianity is on its way down. Yeah. It's kind of not... It's not fun. It goes from, from like, fighting the system to, like, oh, beating a dead horse. (laughs) It's like, oh, boy, God isn't real. Oh, shucks. It's not really really a fun thing. Oh, it's it's so so edgy. Oh, oh, man. Existential nihilism ain't as hip as it used to be. You know. But but all jokes, I I don't know. I don't know. Believing in God and dinosaurs at the same time just seems kind of... Contrary? Just a little. Well, see, here's the thing, though. I've seen dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And I seen Passion of the Christ, and I felt worse about when the dinosaurs died. <laughs> I, I am not. I am not acknowledging this. So you want to be a paleontologist, okay? Yeah. Okay. So all right, all right. I wanted to be a paleontologist, and then uh, for a bit, I just I don't know. I didn't. I, like my my family would make fun of me for always switching what I wanted to do. Because there was like, oh, I'll be a paleontologist. Oh, well, I like Legos, so I'll be an architect. I guess you have to know what you want to be when you're Jewish when you're like two years old. Exactly. You have to know exactly what your life path is. And, uh, you know, the first time I did comedy for for an audience was in eighth grade at a school talent show. Can I just say, you've not done any comedy this entire time, so... Well, you want to know why? (laughs) It's it's because I'm not standing up right now. I can only do stand up, and then it's not funny because you're sitting. <laughs> it's also not funny because the people who are listening cannot see you sitting. Just saying. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for building that context for me. Uh, <laughs> in eighth grade, 
So, I don't know. It hasn't ever been like, oh, I want to do jokes and, and make people laugh. But it's it's more of just, oh, this is something I'm good at. I might as well see if I can make money at it. And if I can, that's cool. If not, then, uh, then I'll find something else. Actually... Now that I think about it, there was a there was a pretty solid time where I wanted to be a, a pastry chef and make uh, cakes, cupcakes. I got pretty good at that for a bit. I made one that was a tuxedo cake made with uh, marbled cake batter, and it, it came out pretty neat. I was very proud of myself, and then it was gone within two days, and all the, <laughs> the work I had to show for was just eliminated. And so that whole lack of gratification just wasn't <laughs> sitting with me. You could have been the Ace of Cakes. I, I watched Ace of Cakes religiously. I fucked with fondant, and I hated eating it. But I Fondant fucked. is pretty disgusting. Fondant is, is, is... It's like auto-tune for cakes. <laughs> <laughs> So do you do you find fulfillment in like doing comedy sometimes right now? Do you do you think that you're really doing what you really wanted to be when you were an adult? I've never really known what I've wanted to do. And I find it uh not upset. I I'm jealous of people who say like, "Oh, I've always wanted to be a doctor. I've always wanted to be a cop or like they've had the, those just life missions of I've always wanted to go into this business." And I'm like, "Well, f- fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> why why you sh- why should you get that kind of direction in your life and I'm just here sitting having no idea what my next step is going to be." So um I have I have no strategy when it comes to pursuing my interests. I'm just an eclectic mix of hobbies. So I think no again I'm a little under 10 years older than you. I mm-hmm. feel so old. That's damn near a whole generation. But we're we're the same in in that and I think that's not that's because we kind of grew up and I got into arguing with someone about this. After 2007, everything changed. Okay? That's when the Fire Nation attacked. The, <laughs> the iPhone did a lot. Bringing portable technology like that into your pocket changed the world. And even just before that, in like 2004, 2003, with DSL and internet, my generation and your generation changed so much before the generations before us where we were exposed to so much and we had so much information and knowledge. We wanted to do so much and mm-hmm. do more. And there was kind of a possibility of you doing more from, from your youth. You know nothing about dinosaurs, but you could have found out about more about dinosaurs. Now, time out. Wait a minute. Let Hold me on. put some boom in it. All right. There was a time where I took you a did. dinosaur's class in college. <laughs> and for a solid three months, nothing else mattered but memorizing dinosaur family trees and dinosaur facts. And on that oh, note, on. I accomplished my hold childhood on, dreams. So the class is not dinosaur class. What was the class? It was dinosaurs. Is that the name of the class? It was Earth Science E6 Dinosaurs. Sounds pretty fun to me. Oh, it was the shit, my dude. <laughs> but listen, was- but listen, but you you realize that like our generation is crazy. Like my generation, you're the next generation. Wait, but- what? 
are are you a millennial? I'm a millennial. You're a millennial. And I think technically you're also millennial. Uh, yeah. But I think you're near I think you're like closer to Gen Z or whatever. I don't I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah you're cool. You know. I'm I'm on the cusp of millennial to Gen Z because yeah. my younger brother is Gen Z. Yeah. So like I grew up kind of different. So like the majority of my life the world we lived in didn't exist. But from the time that I was like eleven, I had a computer. And it wasn't what we had now. Mm-mm. But I had one in my room. I had a computer. It had Windows ninety five on it, but I had a computer. Right. You know. Did you have a computer room? No, no, did you no, have no. Your I had own... a computer in my room. Okay. You know, and even before that, my mother got a old workstation from some place that she worked that had Windows three point one on it. So like, okay. I grew up in an age where I was broke. It I was poor as fuck. Okay, we were on welfare. We lived in the first floor. And the apartments would be the supers where we had no fucking food. The lights used to go out and we used to have no electricity for some times. Because my mother had me when she was 17 and she was going to school. She was going to, she finished high school, she went to college. We kind of had, it was not easy. But I lived in an age where getting an old personal computer, it wasn't new, mm-hmm. but it wasn't out of the range you can get one from five years ago for like a few hundred dollars it wasn't like in the 70s where it would cost you thousands of dollars you know well for one like just the fact that a five-year computer isn't outdated is completely indicative no, of the time i mean it was a little bit but not too much like right. like you know like it wasn't like like now it's like one year is like, i need a new one but like back then it was like i have a computer period you know right so we lived a different kind of life where we were exposed to a lot and syndication is a good ex- a good example cuz my mother didn't have syndication. My mother didn't watch the same TV that her parents did. But I watched the same TV as my mother did because things were syndicated and you might be 9 years younger than me, but you watched the same things that I watched because they were syndicated. And so our generation even is melded into one kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So we have all this information and all this knowledge and all this access to books. So we just kind of are really eclectic in what we wanted to do. Before, you wanted to do what your father wanted. Right. You wanted to do what your mother you, you wanted to do what your mother did. You followed in a in a set family mm-hmm. lineage. But now and before, you're just bombarded by things and options and opportunity and you see things like I listened to Loveline and Loveline had M. Corolla who didn't get into radio until he was in his 30s he couldn't read and when I wanted to get into computers uh, the people that I was watching on twit.tv were part of a TV station and when the TV station shut down they were like we're going to start our own our own YouTube our own thing our own website you know and everybody that we see I love wrestling I told you I love I love I love wrestling I the young bucks they were told no so they were like fuck it I'm going to do what I want to do and we grew up in that but it's so detrimental sometimes to not have like that singular focus we grew up in the transition between those we and I think that's the most detrimental part. It's oh, not the fact that we have so much. I'm, win- I'm option, wounded. I'm so wounded. But it's the fact that we we started in one frame of mind 
and then what has evolved out of that we are significantly under uh equipped to accommodate or at least our upbringing didn't equip us to do like now you got kids who are like oh yeah i'm gonna start my own podcast and i'm gonna start my own uh app and i'm gonna make buckets of dollars off of that just make- i'm wounded i'm so wounded because you know what like just me doing this with somebody else took me over two years to get over the anxiety of doing it of of having people listening to me and not and then having people in the room participating people listening to looking me looking at you while looking, you're saying it's so it's and then these, these young kids are just like i'm born fortnite dances i'm doing a fortnite dance now i'm gonna up with well obviously i'm 12 so it's time for me to have a twitch channel like you people know fucking got famous off of off of vine and that that's just mind-boggling to me that you know but the thing is is that like so this is what and i was trying to explain to the people i was arguing with is mm. that if you're if you're within the range of like twenty four and you're literally on the cusp, the people are arguing with was a twenty five year old and a twenty six year old, right? If we're within twenty four to like thirty five. We're all bunched together because we all came into the iPhone era. We all came into the broadband DSL era together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why. I'm not trying to shout people out that I know in the Bronx at Forum Road, but I'm just saying that's why I know lots of 20-year-olds who were dating fucking 14-year-olds because everybody came up and they were all... I do... I know a lot of you. It's a whole thing. It's a whole story. I'm going to give you the whole story one day, but that's how I met Anne. That's how I met my, my sister over there, my, my mm-hmm. close, one of my closest friends. Because you come into a transitional period where everyone is kind of experiencing this thing at the same time. You have a 19-year-old coming into the world and understanding and experiencing the internet at the same time as 14-year-olds. That's a big thing because this is a big social media thing and the information age really didn't exist before 2007. People are, well, the internet existed, but it didn't the same way. You know what I mean? It didn't. Like when I was in when I was in high school, watching videos on tatu dot com because I liked all the things she said and stuff, you know. And Google was still in beta, you know. <laughs> like, and I had Pandora as a beta account, you know. Like that's totally different than like in two thousand seven, where MySpace was a huge thing. We had all this access, you know. And the, the things that we wanted to do were so influenced by what we saw. But we didn't know how to take advantage of the tools, you know. And also, the tools I had, you've heard of stickam.com? No. You haven't heard of stickam was so big. Stickam was huge, but it shut down now. It shut down like three years ago, finally, after being defunct and not really used for four years, you know. But what what was it? It was, think YouTube, but like a social media. Huh. You know, and it was so big, you know. These things existed, but I came in, and you also, but but it was you a little bit later than me. These traditional people, all these websites and all these things and blogs and and things, and by the time you were old enough, too, YouTube became a thing, right? You know, and YouTube became a thing for you at the same time as me, you know. So 
we and people only just now started being like YouTube stardom is a thing that I can really do. Right. Like when we were grow when we were first uh introduced to YouTube growing it, up I'm older than you. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'm grow- I don't know, I'm still growing up. So yeah. like uh, yeah. When YouTube was the big thing on the scene, uh I don't know, it was it was we were consumers is what it mm-hmm, was. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main difference is we went on this big big cusp or the um uh well, I got a b- oh. big curve from going from the consumer to producer whereas everyone's not everyone but so many people are empowered to be their own producers at this point. So I got you. And think about this. So when YouTube got really really big, right? So like let's think of Philip DeFranco, right? Mm-hmm. When YouTube first got big, what happened? You could have made something and you probably would have been successful. But you did not know, right? I was a little older. I knew about it, right? But I was busy trying to get my first apartment and stuff like that and young. I was, and <laughs> but by the way, when I say my first apartment, I mean like living with my best friend because I was going to be homeless and stuff like that. Like I was still young. I wasn't going to, I wasn't independent. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you first got into YouTube, there were already creators. Yeah. When I first started seeing YouTube, there weren't creators yet, but I didn't have the means to create right mm. you know and then i blinked and you see philip defranco right and i blink and now it's like 12 years later and you still have the same philip defranco and pewdiepie and stuff like that or whatever but now anybody can create but it's absolutely muddled and buried and flooded with people doing what we're doing right now just producing content but this is why i think this is gonna be a little something a little different Because, I don't know about you, but I'm not here to just be a part of. I'm not here to just create content like everyone else. I want to do something a little different. So I know that what we're doing right now, it's trite! It's trite? T-R-I-T-E. But it's the beginning. (laughs) It's the beginning. That's it's pretty uh, clandestine. It is. Oh, it is. That's uh. Yeah, we're we're trying to make something someone make something someone will like, and hopefully say something worth saying in in the process. And I know it's not perfect, and maybe we're not exactly what we wanted to be when we grew up, but it's okay. We're still growing up. Still growing up. Because you know something? I'm going to tell you. You're an adult. And I'm not quite yet a grown-ass man. I'm working on it. But I'm not there yet. Mm-mm. I've seen the way you treat customers. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I'm really working towards creating something. So I know that this that we're doing is not perfect. But it's the beginning. It's a uh, it's a toe in the water. It's a toe in the water. Cause there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of growth. There's a lot we can do. So I want to just I want to say I don't know channel. I want to thank you. Yes, you for taking this journey with me. You know, normally I talk to thank you, Steven. I talk to everyone, yeah. but I'm talking to you. 
I want to thank you for joining me on this because you know there's a beginning to many things everything starts many things to everything everything the big bang everything everything has a you beginning know. but on that same depressing note everything has an <laughs> end it's not our end yet oh okay we're not we're not in that phoenix lifestyle yet not at all okay we're in a place where we have the opportunity to build and create something special so that's why i want you folks listening to join us everywhere and i want your feedback again what da art of giving up on twitter the Art of Giving Up podcast on gmail.com Art of Giving Up on Facebook If you type in the Art of Giving Up You'll find me I don't know But maybe Maybe I don't know Maybe you can find What we want to do In life I don't know If this is what we want to do in our, I mean I'm not against just You know Drinking whiskey And And Talking into a microphone As as what I want to do when I grow up. That sounds pretty nice. It's easy money. <laughs> easy being the key phrase in that. But that's it. I want to thank you. Seriously. This is something that I don't know we could have ever imagined. So, like always, and as abruptly as always, we want to wish you well and love. And of course, like always, you know, we're always striving for, reaching for one thing and one thing only. What is it? Dinosaurs. Peace. Oh, peace. 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 <laughs>